So we have a new month, yay! <laughs> Embracing self-care is the theme for June. Doesn't that sound lovely? Thank God. <laughs> After months of talking about authenticity and vulnerability and doing the shadow work and talking about masks. Ah, embracing self-care. It just sounds so delightful after all of that deep and dark work, right? Nice, nice. Perhaps it'll be a little easier to get through this month than those last couple of themes have been. Wow. Anyway, today's talk is wonderful, wonderful, wonderful me. I know you remember that because Ernest Holmes said it. And, um, and, he, and he referred to this practice many times over the course of his ministry. I, I kept searching, and, and, and Nan helped me. You know, she's my resident archivist, and she helped me. And I came, I don't know, over a dozen times during, like between 1920 and 1960, that he referred to this practice. So it, it shows up in a lot of books. It shows up in a lot of the talks he did. It shows up in some of the lectures he gave. Uh, classes that he held. And so the practice is this. You put your hand on your shoulder and you put your other hand on your other shoulder. Give yourself a squeeze, right? And you say, wonderful, wonderful, wonderful me. Do it again. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful me. One more time. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful me. Give yourself a little squish, you know, just a little squeeze. Okay, so he talked about that a lot of times, and I found references to it over the, over the years. And, and he used it sometimes to make a different point. So we're going to just go down that road, you know, and talk about self-care as Ernest Holmes really discussed it. But one of the things I want to talk about about self-care, you know, Louise Hay said this. She said, you've been criticizing yourself for years and it hasn't worked. Try approving of yourself and see what happens. Right? So that's what this wonderful, wonderful, wonderful me is about. Try approving of yourself and see how much that changes your life. You know, some of us have to work at self-care. Who has to work at self-care? Whose life is a little out of balance, right? A little bit doing, doing, doing. You know, for some of us, self-care does not come naturally. We were raised to, you know, think of others first and give to others first. And giving is, you know, it is blessed to give than receive. And so we're really, really great givers. We are great givers by nature. I mean, really, give us a good fundraiser, you know, or a, a community need or a GoFundMe page, and we are right there, aren't we? Just giving, giving, giving. We're great at giving, not so great at receiving a lot of times, you know? Have you noticed that in yourself? Okay, you know, we're just not so great at receiving. Oh, no. Oh, no, you shouldn't have, you know? Oh, no, 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 that's not necessary. Oh, no, you're too kind. Oh, no, I can't accept that. <sighs> Some of us even squirm at getting compliments. Anybody? Get kind of squirmy even around compliments? Oh no, this old thing? Oh no, I just, you know. <sighs> if we cannot receive as well as we give, we're out of balance. We're out of balance. Remember the continuum? Remember everything is on a continuum? Balance is one of those things, right? If we're all giving, 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 but we're not receiving, 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 we're out of balance. Right? And that leads to fatigue, and it leads to resentment, and it leads to all kinds of things where you don't want to be. <sighs> we need to be in balance with giving and receiving as well as any other quality of God. 
Ernest Holmes in the text said, the infinite law and the infinite intelligence are but two sides of infinite unity. One balances the other, and they are the great personal and impersonal principles of the universe. So we have to give those things in balance, right? And when we're out of balance, we cannot demonstrate balance. Okay, that was redundant. But you know what I mean. When we give, 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 and we do not receive, we cannot reap the rewards of what we sow. And now I'm not saying we're, we are giving in order to get something. Like we're not, we're not giving for like an, you know, an, ultim, an, an agenda, you know? <laughs> like, oh good, then I'll get. It's giving because that's our nature to give, right? But it is also our nature to receive, and that's the part that we sometimes ignore, right? The law of compensation. Emerson referred to it. All good resolves itself in receiving all good, right? It goes out, it comes back. It goes out, it comes back. It is the law of compensation. So all the good you do should come back to you in some way or another. It doesn't have to be exactly the same stuff. But we are in the cycle of giving and receiving, and this law of compensation is alive in our lives, and we should be in balance with it. How can the universe, here's the thing, how can the universe give to you whatever it is you're praying, right? Whatever it is you're praying, the new job you're praying for, the, the robust health you're praying for, the raise that you're praying for, the boyfriend or girlfriend or what, you know, Mr. Right or Mr. Right Now, I don't, you know, whoever it is that you're praying for, a new house, how, how can the universe right? Deliver these things to you when you refuse to accept something as small as a compliment, right? Something as small as a compliment. Practicing good self-care means saying yes when good comes to you, not, not deflecting it, right? And also, what is... When we deflect it, oh, no, you shouldn't have, or no, I can't accept it, or no, you are denying that other person the good that they want to give as well, right? They're in their generosity, and then you're refusing to accept. It denies them the good that they wish to do in the world as well. And the other thing is stop being surprised when good things happen in your life. Just stop being surprised when good things happen or when things work out or, you know, when, when you get a demonstration. You are the one that's working to create that life. You're doing the work. You're here every week. You're, you're meditating. You're practicing. You're praying. You're, you're visioning. You're doing all of the work. So don't be surprised when good things show up as a result. So anyway, so the earliest... I, uh, the earliest place I found the wonderful, wonderful, wonderful me was in the original Science of Mind textbook, not the 38 edition that we use in classes, but in the 1926 edition. And this is how he used it. He said, this is called, in mysticism, high invocation. Invoking divine mind, implanting within it the seeds of thought relative to oneself. And this is why some of the teachers in old times used to teach their students to cross their arms over their chests and say, let's say it together, wonderful, wonderful, wonderful me. Definitely teaching them that as they held themselves so they would be held. Act as though I am 
and I shall be. This is the teaching that the self lifts the self by the self, right? The inner self within you, the spirit, the Christ consciousness within you is what lifts you, the human you, the human aspect of you. The, we are the word made flesh. And with this practice, we become so convinced in our own mind that this is truth, that our word becomes powerful. Our word becomes powerful because duality falls away. We realize, we realize that we are that which thou art, right? That there is no separation. As I hold myself, I will be held. That's what he said. I am that which thou art. I act as if I am and I will be. Act as if I am and I am. And I am. We declare the truth about ourselves. We realize that we are reflecting our statements into universal intelligence to be operated upon by it. Right? We don't do the work. The universe does the work. But we are so convinced, and there is no doubt in our statements, the universe can simply say, yes, that's all it says anyway, right? When we stretch... When we expand our consciousness, it doesn't go back to the original size. Right? It remains expanded. We expand our sphere of availability. So what was once beyond our ability to receive is now within our consciousness to accept. Do you see how that goes? Right? We make our bubble bigger. <laughs> and what was outside is now inside. And we can accept it. It can be manifest in our experience. We become the fulfillment of our own desires. What better way to practice self-care than by realizing who we are and treating ourselves the way we would treat the divine? If spirits sat down and had dinner at your table, you know, you'd do a good job hosting. But you are that. You are that. The next, time, the next time I saw Wonderful, Wonderful, Wonderful Me was in 1935. So now we have the 26th edition. So this was the next time I saw it show up. It was in 1935. It was a book that Ernest Holmes did with um, Alberta Smith, and it was called Questions and Answers. And now this might have come from a, yet another talk he did, because I think a lot of those questions and answers were pulled, culled from other places as well. <laughs> but in the book, under the heading, Overcoming Self-Consciousness. I love that. The question was, uh, it was posed to Ernest Holmes, how can I overcome self-consciousness and an inferiority complex? And Ernest said this. He said, say, now he, say, so he's giving you something to do. He's giving you a practice. Say, as the ancients taught their students to say, come on, let's do it. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful me. And then he said, realize that this me is the holy, divine substance and life, known in universal mind by your own name. And do not violate your own peace by separating yourself out from your indwelling Christ. A persistent practice of this realization will help anyone heal a negative self-consciousness 
and it will energize and vitalize your true positive self consciousness and that self is with a capital s so he's talking about the self within you the divine self right so let's do it just squeeze make make it sound good wonderful 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 me a persistent practice of this he says this this wwwm <laughs> practice every day every day in the mirror when you get up in the morning sitting in traffic when you're when you're stuck in traffic you know are you stuck in traffic sometimes i know after covid things have kind of jammed up a little bit again so while you're sitting in traffic do it doesn't matter what the guy next to you in the next car is looking over and thinking you know whatever you know it's okay it's okay if you think it, it, you appear foolish it's like oh you know hasn't that boat sailed already i mean really haven't we looked foolish doing a lot of other things so don't even worry about it but in traffic in the restroom when you go to the bathroom and you're just in there just yeah well really <laughs> i'm not i'm not kidding it does not take long to recite that three times you could do it in the restroom right three times while hugging yourself wonderful 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 me three times that's what you do do it in the morning do it in the afternoon do it in the evening heals a negative self-consciousness and invigorates the true positive self-concept that you are make it a habit that's what he was saying in this in this uh, questions and answers you will eventually believe the truth of yourself and that's what it's for that's what the practice is for to believe what is true about yourself all along use the phrase as an affirmation use it as an affirmation. you do affirmations right don't you please say yes <laughs> okay thank you you use affirmations all the time make this part of your affirmations that you do it is an affirmation of life your life your life that you yourself are divine substance you are divine substance and life knows you by name right universal intelligence knows your name you are an individualized expression of the christ made flesh that is you how can you not be wonderful right how can you not Later on, later on, we're going to do another one. Ernest Holmes gave a Sunday talk where again he made reference to the saying, say it with me, wonderful, wonderful, wonderful me. Give yourself a good squeeze. The Sunday talk was life must be creative. And this was in 1955. So now we're 20 years later. There were a couple of other references in between, but I didn't get the whole thing down. But here's what he said in life must be created. He said, "The ancients taught their students to fold their hands over their chests and say, 'Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful me.'" And he said, "This is not conceit. This is way beyond that. Identify the self with life. Know there's no restriction." know that your word is the law of life and then sing i love that <laughs> shayna you love it right and then sing i mean it's like understand you your power understand that you are the outpicturing of the divine and then sing you've got nothing to worry about right he goes on to say this and nothing destructive 
Think nothing destructive, because it says, if we know that while we, uh, while we hurt, while we inflict hurt, we'll be hurt, right? Um, while we would cause tears, we shall shed tears. And then he goes on to say, right, this is, that, this is that love, right, compensation. Again, what you send out gets back, gets back. So when you do harm, you receive harm. This will answer, this wonderful, wonderful, this will answer, answer all of our ethics, our morals, our integrity, which has been violated by vulgarism of theology, right? By the simple fact that God approves of me. That's what we're saying. God approves of me. When we know of our divinity and are convinced of it, body and soul and spirit, when we know we are an outpicturing of a divine what? We know everybody else is as well. Everybody else has to be. If I am, they are. All divinity as well. And we get back what we send out. So we know when we send out goodness, because we know we're good, we are good. So we send out goodness, then that is what returns. When we cast off superstition and dogma and duality of the earlier age of ancient theology, when we realize we are not sinners trying to convince a reluctant God that we're worthy of something, we realize God approves of us. All of us. All of us. <laughs> yes. Yes. We are made in the image and after the likeness. We're made of the same substance. God made everything, right? Out of itself, never being depleted by itself. So we are the same substance as the divine. Made from the same substance of the, as the creator itself. Not only does God approve of us, but God delights in us. God delights in us, in each and every individualized version of human that, that can possibly emanate, right? God delights in each and every one of us. And one of the, one of the last places that I saw, uh, that I read, that Ernest Holmes referred to, ready? <laughs> wonderful, wonderful, wonderful me, was at an Asilomar talk. And it was in 1958. So this was just two years before his passing. He passed in April of 1960. So this was just a little bit before that. He gave a talk at a Asilomar, and the talk was Bondage is Freedom. And it was, if you're interested, August 12th of 1958. And he said this. He said, the ancients used to sometimes tell their disciples fold their hands over their arms. We're going to do it big this time. You ready? Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful me. I hope you at home are doing the same thing. Just feel the squeeze. It's great. Now Jesus said, I am the truth, the way, and the life. Jesus made the greatest claim on God that any individual had ever made. And Ernest Holmes goes on to say, and you and I are making the greatest claim on the universe we have ever made. And since all psychological and emotional frustrations are the result of not reaching the goal of our desire, we will be the most frustrated idiots who ever lived if we don't continuously do better. <laughs> 
Now, I don't know about you, but I'm not really looking forward to being one of the most frustrated idiots on the planet. So, how do we do better? So, how do we do better? One of the, you know, one of the best self-care practices has been given to us by Ernest Holmes. It's been what we've been talking about all along. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful me. The self lifts the self by the self. We take our human, our human aspect that's afraid and alone and scared and insecure and not, not doing as well as we think we ought to be doing at this age or stage in our lives or any of that nonsense, right? All those stories in your head. And you drop them. You drop them and you lift the self by the self. The Christ consciousness within you knows the truth of you. Listen to it, right? It knows the truth of you. Accept it as truth. Our inner perfection recognizes us as the divine emanation that we are. We are spirit in form. Spirit in form cannot be experiencing discord or discomfort or be confused or be angry. It's spirit. Spirit only knows truth. It only knows love. It only knows love. That's what we are. We are whole, perfect, and complete. Lacking nothing. Comes with all the ingredients all in there to be able to change conditions in our lives, to be able to live that self-realized, self-actualized, fully, wholly, completely happy, fulfilled life that spirit knows us to be. What else? Make a habit of it, right? That's what he told us. Make a habit in questions and answers. Do this, he said. Do this. We're not just going to talk about it. We're going to do it. We practice it in the morning. We practice it in the evening. We practice it in the car. Practice it in the tub, in front of the mirror. Practice it all day, day in and day out. Practice, practice, practice. Say it out loud until we are totally convinced, until we are totally convinced, until we know it as truth of us. We are spirit and form. We are whole, perfect, and complete. We are wonderful, 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 wonderful. A persistent practice heals the negative self-consciousness and replaces it with truth. The truth is, we are that. We continue to practice, we continue to practice, we continue to practice until we hear that still small voice within us that says, this is my beloved in whom I am well pleased. Right? That's who we are. That is who we are. We realize and we live our lives knowing God delights in us. We're his favorite. <laughs> you know, I, I said before, if God had a refrigerator, your picture would be on it, you know? I mean, oh my gosh. God delights in us, right? It is energy, I know. You know, this, this impersonal and personal energy, which is spirit, delights. It delights in us. It loves us. The persistent practice heals until we can hear that still small voice within us say, this is my beloved in whom I am well pleased. We realize and we live our lives as if, right? Because I am. God delights in me. We make the greatest claim on the universe that we have ever made, whatever it is. We must claim the highest good we can imagine, the highest thought for our lives, the deepest feeling we can muster up surrounding our good coming to us 
unfolding itself before us, making itself manifest through us, so we can live the life that Spirit intends for us. We continuously do better. We continuously do better. Because honestly, who wants to live the most frustrated idiots who ever live? Really, who wants to be that? You know, not me. But more than that, because we inherited it, we inherited it. We are here for the delight of God. We have been put into form for the delight of God. We are the outpicturing of spirit, experiencing itself. As us, we are living spirit in action. We must take good care of spirit, right? That we are. And remember and recognize and know we are whole, perfect, and complete all the time. Let go of anything, any other thought contrary to. You ready? You with me? Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful me. Again. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful me. One more time. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful me. Thank you very much.